Hey everybody, thanks for joining me today on the How Much Greater Podcast. This is Mark Scott. Today's episode will be a Mark's message. I'm going to say it's going to be a little bit more than five minutes, but probably not too much longer than that. Before we jump into today's content, I want to remind you to follow us on Twitter at How Much Greater. I also invite you to join our Facebook group and of course, subscribe to this podcast on Podbean or find us on iTunes by searching for How Much Greater with Mark Scott. And remember, my name is spelled M-A-R-C. Well, first of all, let me just start by saying we have made it to the month of May, which is pretty exciting considering what's going on this year and everything that we survived. April, and here we are in May with wrapping up a school year that is like no other for sure. Um, but thank you for listening today. We are continuing our series in the Gospel of John. We are on John chapter 19. Today's episode is entitled Death Penalty for an Innocent Man. And there's really not much fun stuff that comes out of this. It's kind of a dark chapter in history. And um, so we'll approach it as such. So you, just to run through these events, Pilate orders Jesus to be flogged, to be beaten. And the soldiers put a crown of thorns on him and a robe on him, and they hit him. And Pilate tells the Jews again, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. To which the response he gets back from that, basically saying, Hey, this is an innocent man in my eyes. The response he gets back from the chief priest is, Crucify. Crucify. Pilate answers in verse 6, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. But the Jewish leaders insist that he must die according to their law. And then we're introduced to another segment of questions. And I've always talked about how important questions are, whether they're questions from God or questions from people It gives us insight into the divine. It gives us insight into humanity. And here we go again with Pilate's questions for Jesus. He turns to Jesus and says, where do you come from? So that's a question I think that we've all wrestled with in our human minds, trying to figure that out about the origin of God and on a deeper level. Of course, he's not necessarily addressing it at that level. The next question is, do you refuse to speak to me? And now he's saying it as a person in a position of authority, like, hey, you should be talking to me. Are you serious that you're not going to speak to me knowing who I am? But I think that question, do you refuse to speak to me, is something that's on our minds and hearts more often than we would like to realize or admit, um, as it seems like God is silent sometimes when he shouldn't be in our eyes. Pilate says, don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Another question that I think is in our hearts and minds, sometimes again, that we wouldn't want to admit, but we feel like we have more power than we do in situations. And Jesus answered and and straightened him out in verse 11, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Verse 12 is interesting. It says, from then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free. But the Jews kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. Very interesting twist here. 
So the Jewish leaders turn this from being a, a religious Jewish theological matter into a Roman political one. And they use that to their advantage. So Pilate presents Jesus to them, says, here is your king. They respond, take him away, crucify him. Pilate says this, another interesting question, just so much power in these questions. Shall I crucify your king? <laughs> well, that incites them, of course. Uh, G- the chief priests say, we have no king but Caesar. What? This is so interesting, the argument that's made here. We have no king but Caesar. Verse 16, some of the darkest words in history. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. The soldiers took charge of Jesus. He carried his own cross. Pilate had a sign put on his cross that said, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. It was in Aramaic, Greek, and Latin. Jesus' mother was there, his aunt, Mary Magdalene was there. And Jesus tells his mother that John is now her son and tells John that Mary is now his mother. And then John cared for Mary from then on. And we have some famous expressions um, that are well known in church history. On the cross, Jesus speaks, I am thirsty. And then the three final words that really turn everything around in the course of history um, before the resurrection, and that is, it is finished. It is finished. Thank God. Joseph of Arimathea got permission to bury Jesus' body. Nicodemus was with him, interestingly, and anointed Jesus' body, and they went through the burial customs. So, again, a dark chapter in history, but a chapter that was necessary and had to happen to get us to the next point. You hear a lot of people say, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. And we have something to look forward to. We know how this story turns out. So there is hope in all of this, but very thankful and grateful for the sacrifice that Jesus made. I hope you all have a wonderful day.